Hi, men and babes. <laughs> welcome or welcome back to OJ Has a Podcast. My name is OJ and I have a blocked, a stuffy nose and a cold. So, yeah, fun times. Welcome, gather around and, um, and listen to me, right? Let's talk about cool stuff. And hopefully, <laughs> the fact that I'm breathing through my mouth doesn't make me lose my breath in the middle of talking. I mean, no, that's inevitable. It's happening right now. <sighs> I feel like my chest is tight because um, I can't breathe properly through my nose, but I'm just, the air is dry. I don't know if this is like a general thing that is happening in Nigeria, but the air is like really dry and it's been affecting me. I feel like, I don't know if the AC makes it worse or better, but I just know that there's dry air and there's no moisture in my nose or my, excuse me, my throat and I sound like, yeah, glory to God in all things. Anyway, welcome. Happy to talk to you guys. You know, there are so many mental obstacles in recording this, how I feel like my voice my nose and the fact that it actually feels bad my my throat feels sore but beyond that you know considering the topic for this episode i wanted to wait till my husband came home so we'll just do like a surprise um what's it called a surprise um partner Kimi. what do they call it collaborative recording or something and yeah i wanted to do that but i just considered the fact that first of all Every time he comes back, I forget that I have stuff to do. I just want to hang out with him. He was telling me the other day about how every time his office, because um, when we moved to Port Harcourt, he got a new team and everything. So this was just August. So he talks about how, of course, the team, they've known each other for longer than he has been around. So every time they try to invite him to social things, and, and sometimes they like travel together when maybe somebody has something family related or you know there's something important you know they travel together and he just always opts out of these things and they're like you know his reason was always that he, he wants to just stay with his wife and they would always complain like i mean yeah we know you love your wife but don't you have a social life and when he said it i just laughed because we just totally understood in my head and i'm sure in his too we barely have enough time to hang out like i really like him he's my best friend like it's not even that corny it's not duty do you understand it's like it's so funny because the way dynamics have changed is so interesting and maybe they will change again later in marriage maybe they'll evolve as you know more stages come or whatever but right now i i can't think of what I don't, I don't know the good time you want to come and tempt me with outside that, you know, I would pick over, like, just hanging out with Mr. Azara. And so it's just so interesting, you know, that they talked about that. Anyway, that was a nice segue into what this episode is going to be about. And it is love and all things related to some things related and you know it's so interesting throughout today i've had many things in my mind just i've had many different subtopics under this topic cross my mind and i don't even know how i'm about to arrange my thoughts right now but let's hope that i can get something coherent out by the end of the episode 
<sighs> so love yeah it's february valentine's month and general month of love and it's like yay couples and then it's like uh the singles the oppression let me just stop because i don't want to get you know sarcastic but I, I'm, I'm usually very careful about how I talk about this because I know that there was a time that I tried to talk about it on Twitter and it was misunderstood. And I think, so let me start from the beginning. Like, I, I'm, if I, especially, you know, in the last couple of years, more even than now, I used to be very expressive on Twitter. <laughs> and not expressive in an oversharing way, just expressive in a fun way, you know. I mean, that's it's Twitter. It's it's, it's meant for public conversations, like, you know. And so I just used to tweet about random stuff, funny stuff, personal stuff, but you know, not stuff that was meant to be secretive or you know kept as secret or whatever. So I just used to talk about stuff, and and of course, like the funnier ones or the wittier ones or the you know just more interesting ones who get reactions or whatever but nothing quite prepared me for the attention i got when i then got in a public relationship with somebody that was already in uh, would i say like people knew me a little as like oh bella 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 no was i bella Ohala? no i wasn't bella Ohala at the time I was honestly just Bella, that girl on Christian Twitter that just used to see stuff. And then there was Precious. It was like, yeah, that fine boy on Christian Twitter that also says stuff. Whatever. I, I guess our individual popularities already existed. But when we started dating, it was like, it was like everything was now just more scrutinized. And I could post a normal picture before, maybe a Sunday picture of me alone or a picture with my friends. And everybody's like, oh oh, this looks good, or whatever. <laughs> Nobody will say, your friendship is oppressing me because I don't have friends. Like, not even in a joking way. I know that it doesn't make sense, but whatever. But then, the moment I, I started posting, you know, my partner, it was like, ah, oppression, take it easy. You could have a 100 comments, and 90 of them are, ah, let us breathe. And it's like, I, I know that people genuinely, like don't mean well i can't even speak for all people because the truth is sometimes there's a little bit of (laughs) it's not it's not all good and i knew this when you know something happened post-wedding but still i'm not even focusing on the bad i'm telling the people that know like that genuinely have good intentions i'm like this is not you can't make this okay behavior you can't be the person like if you want to say something is like nice or like then say that. Do you understand? Don't, it feels weird that I'm going through my comment. So how how do I now respond to that? They're like, oh, let us breathe. Um, what am I supposed to say? No, I will keep my hands on your neck. Or, oh, cancer, you can breathe. Uh, what am I supposed to say? And so those types of things used to make me like, just ignore those comments because I was like, I don't know what to do. Especially because I was coming from a couple of years of being single and... Uh, <laughs> I knew how easy it was for people to slip in, like to hide behind jokes. You know, that whole thing of uh, oppressing. It's, it's, the thing is, it said so much that 
other people will now start to believe it. For example, there are now people that genuinely, in this month of, you know, Valentine's or romance or whatever, are now genuinely upset and genuinely just irritated by anything that they see that is couple-related, love-related. There are some people that are irritated that churches are, you know, putting this in their calendars to speak intentionally about love and relationships and marriage this month. There, like, you could think that it's all fun and games, but that's the that's the power of repetition. There's some people that genuinely now are doing eye rolls. Like, first of February, I saw a lot of tweets. Like, people are genuinely doing eye rolls. Like, oh, please, they should come and go. They should come and do it and just go. And I'm like this is a problem because if you ask me, I would say it's not emphasized enough. I remember when I was, see, maybe it's because of just what I've been exposed to some of the trainings, but when I was in university, we had like relationship and marriage seminars. Listen to me, nobody there was in a position to get married even the people that we thought like oh the most serious relationship like oh these ones are older excuse me they're older they're mature their parents already know each other they're pretty much engaged at this point even those ones it took a couple of years post returning to nigeria before they actually actually tied the knots which means at the time that we were learning about marriage literally nobody was like ready it's not like you're learning about marriage and like you're meeting your husband in the next two months it's like you're learning about marriage and you're 17 years old and like you were learning learning serious it wasn't just oh can you come blah 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 it was serious and it was emphasized i remember the first time that they did it was like a three-day retreat literally i had heard of prayer retreats i'd heard of them things but this was like a three-day retreat just geared towards like reshaping our perspectives toward marriage because the truth is a lot of us have been taught you don't you don't realize it that's the problem and i'm speaking especially to believers now like don't ever allow anybody to get you in that trap of hardening your heart when people start talking about if it's one month in 12 that your pastor or everybody seems to want to dwell on this thing carry that one month and tie it to your chest because all year round you are learning rubbish no offense but you are you grew up <sighs> i'm about to start sounding like an auntie so let me dial back but there's so much that is harmful like even if you grew up in a house with let's even assume oh, there was no trauma in how you were raised like your parents were good their marriage was great everything all of the media that you're watching all of like i know people that are and myself included, I used to be part of this, you know, before God helped me. It became such that I didn't even want a love that by Christian standards was good. Do you understand? Like, I wanted a love that was toxic. I wanted something that had drama. I wanted that whole thing of, oh, because there's, there's so many tropes. You see them in so many movies. And somehow, because the storylines are tweaked, it doesn't feel to you like there is an intentional repetition. It doesn't seem to you like there is a message being passed that you're now learning. So your pastor gets on the pulpit, like, what, one month in a, in a year. But how many rom-coms do you watch in a year? How much time do you spend on social media? How many couple channels? How many tweets how many youtube videos do you watch in a year like 
subconsciously you might not even be trying to learn about love or learn about marriage but there are things that you're internalizing and you now find that oh love is being taught in the correct way but you're bored and when people say boredom sometimes it's not even just about like this is a primary part i remember when i tweeted about um relationships then i was i think still dating or engaged or something and i was like it's very possible to be in a serious and you know committed relationship without sexual indiscipline or, or without any form of sex and somebody was like so a friendship there are people that genuinely believe that if you're not lustful you've like and there's a difference between that and being attracted to your partner but they're just see you will know when the water is passing the gary let's be honest with ourselves it's like saying you you know have a, an affinity for say alcohol maybe you used to get drunk a lot before you became a believer and once in a while you know your if there's alcohol around you your body shakes a little and you want to drink there's a difference between that and constantly surrounding yourself with alcohol constantly being in places where you're tempted constantly indulging and going back to say god forgive me there's a difference a lot of people treat lust the same way but they don't realize it so it's like people believe genuinely that if you have a relationship with somebody that you're going to marry and every time you see them your body is not shaking to the high heavens like you feel like oh my god i'm about to die the country is bursting out of me then you're not attracted enough to them and to that i say um my good sis you might have a bit of a problem and it's not you know i think it shouldn't be encouraged so what you dwell i remember and I, i try not to shade anybody but this is just an example that comes to mind you know sometimes there are these conversations maybe on twitter or just publicly or even privately where people say oh the church doesn't address certain things enough blah 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 and it's like oh yeah there's that so for example i know that you know especially those of us that grew up you know going to sunday school or grew up around very religious mummies <laughs> you know there was this and even me the way i was raised we had this thing called gender assembly in my secondary school and there was this notion that boys were the ones that were sexual and that we were to guard ourselves from them as per protect your treasure kind of thing but nobody prepared us for the fact that oh well, you too like you're actually also a sexual being and you're also gonna you know lost you're also gonna have attraction and so when that came some of us like genuinely didn't know what to do with that and so i mean some people handled it a lot of people handled it badly in the sense that some just went in the direction of like blaming the guy so for example you are you like a guy a guy likes you he's trying to touch your body you want him to touch your body eventually the body gets touched and you now make it seem like oh this guy convinced you whole time you also wanted the touching of the body you know there's that but then there's also people people reacted in many ways because we were just not taught like oh apart from you know the fact that oh you know these people <laughs> these boys these young guys these teenage guys whatever are going to be very expressive and probably even aggressive if they're not taught properly about the fact that they want you like you too as an independent being you're not just responsive sexually you actually would desire boys or men or whatever so i understand that part of it not being taught properly and not being talked about but some people now come to the extreme where they want it to be po- like oh 
guy he wanted to be public knowledge like you're angry that people react a certain way when you want to come on the tail and say oh my god i'm ovulation honey or ah oh my god this boy is so fine country or it's so weird because it's now like you want license to do something that is not on Christ that is not christian when or that's not christ-like just to correct um what's it called the so the extreme that we were raised in and it's like it's not just about being proper or being ladylike it's about yielding to the holy spirit inside of you there are things that you would want to say and and god is literally helping you catch yourself now there are situations where these things are constructive for example if you're addressing a group of people you're trying to teach on it or if you're just being vulnerable with your friends and people that you know can build you up when you're done talking it's different from just coming to say something out in the open and it's not defying anybody it's not defying you you've just said something and now everybody knows that the country's catching you for free <laughs> that's an aside um I started saying all of this because, you know, to buttress the point about people being bored by what is now healthy Christian romantic love. I had to see, listen, I had to sit down and I was like, Bella, Bella, my, my, my sister in Christ, Bella, whom Jesus Christ died for and whose, you know, sense of self-worth is now sponsored by the Holy Spirit and not trauma. My sister in Christ, sit down, listen to me, draw your ear. You are not attracted to emotionally unavailable men. Say it after me. You are not. Eh? Because it was a madness. It was a madness. And for me, this started early. And unfortunately, you know, <laughs> like now, I, I, I'm not even ashamed, but it's, it just feels bad. Like I feel bad for her. I feel bad for younger me. As early as like, being a teenager a very very young teenager i'm talking 13 14 and i remember the first boy that i actually like oh should i say the first well i mean the first since i started having small sense anyway i I, I really oh my god i really liked this boy really really liked this boy really 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 extremely liked this boy and i told him right this was like ss1 like i told him i liked him and this guy had to go the country to tell me that um um that he doesn't like me but he can be with me he can date me secretly until the real person that he's asking out agrees for him and now when she agrees for him we have to break up guess what i know your mouth is probably wide open right now in shock like eh but guess what is even more shocking i said yes to that <laughs> I said yes to that. Now, where I am, I cannot even imagine, like, what would possess me to not... I mean, I was not a believer yet, so I can't say what well, <laughs> possessed me to not slap him hard across the face. But there's so many things. Um, a desire for love in any form, coupled with books I had read about, you know... <laughs> I read a lot of novels growing up. So books I read, I had read about the um, unavailable or the this uninterested guy that somehow just by her being around, she would do something that would just make him one day realize that he cannot live without her. Or uh, coupled with a genuine, actual low self-esteem, coupled with the fact that I didn't have, I I felt like I didn't have older, you know, female figures around me that I could talk about 
these things with coupled with the fact that i was not i didn't exactly have a like loving christian community so many things like there are things is now is now post not even just post salvation but post nurturing is now that there's some things that even if you fall like even if there are still temptations even if you're tempted to just go with a guy that wants to be low-key with you or that wants to you know be to love in quotes love you in a way that you know that this is not love now like even if you know better you might still be drawn to certain things but that's a temptation but you will still have enough presence of mind to know that this thing is beneath me there is a difference between that and like a genuine acceptance of like oh this is what i like this is what love is this is what i desire and gravitate towards and this thing happened so many times over so many forms was it me like not agreeing to be side chick or me like this is me literally like coming out now to open my pants <laughs> and 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 stuff because I, i'm not ashamed of it because um god has brought me far right but i'm saying there were things that people with self-respect would just hit and and for this reason i also didn't have a lot of female friends because and i barely had female friends because i was not a girl's girl like i fully knew that oh if your boyfriend likes me and i like him back i'll be meeting him like in the library to talk and to let him touch my thigh or stuff like that. I'm, I'm talking about as early as secondary school it was really weird like now in hindsight it's really weird because thank god that god has saved us from a lot but these things need to be said right because when you are now in a place where you have a church that is trying to tell you do's and don'ts and they want to use the whole of february to talk about it sit down and learn because you have been probably getting indoctrinated from like very very early and instead of your reaction to be oh my god they won't let me it's not when you have a partner that you want to start learning about like what's christ's idea of love or marriage is i remember so even more matured now apart from the small small girl like this some of these things i just talked about when i became a believer the one thing in the bible that i had a problem with oh my god was the concept of submission i was like yo i don't know how god wants to help me and do this one but i cannot just understand the concept of giving the reins of my life to a man this one I will fight it with my chest. And the reason for that is I grew up seeing submission abused. A lot of what people think, you know, and, and so this is why me, I'm very pro. If you're doing Bible, do Bible, leave culture. Yes, I understand that, you know, your Christianity can influence your culture. And this, I mean, culture being a way of life, right? But it's not a thing where you have an already existing culture, you have your Christianity and you try to marry them. This is why I'll always have clashes with people that treat african religion say you know nigerian sorry not african religion african tradition and christianity as if they are one and the same just because they might have some overlapping views no there's the venn diagram one circle is is, is, see they're not mm -mm. one circle is there one circle is there remove it don't marry it because it might now go from little things like uh in my culture we don't greet 
<laughs> we don't we don't shake with left hands and you have no biblical precedent for that and then you're now terrorizing and traumatizing the child and then you know they now grow up seeing inconsistent and, and using a very off-point example like that they now grow up seeing inconsistencies between the way that you correct them and the way that you force your will on them and the way that God does that as a loving father I'm saying that as an off-point example I'm still going to bring it to the point of marriage a lot of our traditions there are things that in my wedding in my marriage like i've had to or let me say i had because i mean since i've got married nobody has who wants to come to my house and disturb me but before i got married especially in that wedding phase there were things that we both had to insist on for example in my side <laughs> you want to come and marry a wife is money that you use to show your value so for example you've now come for traditional wedding and it's things like um oh you want to bring the bride out i mean my, they didn't even really do serenity that day because some of it was impromptu whatever but i grew up hearing tales of cousins weddings where the man has now come and it's like oh um what's it called he has asked for the bride then maybe her cousin will now come out then They'll say, is this the one? You say, no, it's, ah, it's true. The one you came to marry, uh, uh, what's it called? She, she, she's coming, her, her bus, her, her car stops. Or they, they got a flat. Meanwhile, the whole person is inside. Oh, they got a flat tire. You need money to repair it. Drop the money down. Go, come back. Uh, sorry, yo, her shoe spoiled. She needs to buy a new one. Duh, duh. Ah, it's like there's traffic. We need helicopter to, to, to raise her like all those and it's like yeah i understand that they're they're funny they're dramatic they make things interesting but you're marrying somebody that first of all did not know about that culture second of all even you like nobody really told you they gave a list they gave a list the person has now come with the list and it's now like oh all these extra things especially if people are coming together if people have a joint account for this wedding if people know that you literally just finished emptying your account to make deposits if people know that by the grace of god between now and when the next salary is paid eat bread that you'll be eating you'll be eating bread and now they are billing your partner and because it's tradition out of love for the person you cannot speak or the expectation that oh as a wife you would have to prove this and this and this you'd have to prove that you're domesticated in this way you would have to prove you know all these things i hear things of people taking their partners maybe to christmas to go and cook to go and work or maybe to their family houses to go and just stay there for some weeks to test if she's good wife material like all these things you know something will make your partner uncomfortable and you know that this is not necessarily a proof of love for you because you already know the kind of person that this person is there are times when you can actually insist on things and i'm saying all of this because um a lot of times when it comes to abolishing certain cultures that we feel are harmful we want to abolish the ones that are harmful to us but we want to maintain the ones that you know are for our benefits for example if it's one that as a girl is going to give you plenty money or make you feel taken care of even though it's coming at the cost of seeing the person you love sacrificing what he cannot actually afford to sacrifice you want to just sit down and take it and that's not your regenerated mind should like abominate that and likewise as a guy you cannot close your eye and say it's just tradition if somebody's maltreating the person or you know just generally even subtly ill-treating the person that you have sworn to protect why am i saying all of this i have no idea how i got here i think the point i'm trying to make is that um 
culture is not bible <laughs> right and um it also applies to love like genuinely things that you um accept and the things that you prioritize and the things that you just do period and i hope that we learn there's there's stuff like um oh if i've not if i've not tasted it you don't go to the market to buy gary without it oh you guys make me so upset sometimes not you guys i mean get people in general because like the way you speak about people that christ died for i'm just like what are you saying <laughs> and so there is there is a lot to learn in this you know month and so if you are in a local assembly that is prioritizing the proper teaching of what's christ-like love or oh, and so you know headship and submission and just all the other elements of it and marriage are supposed to be like please listen yeah i remember now why i went off on this tangent i was talking about submission and i never closed that topic yeah i was afraid of a lot of things and god used different teachers to show me that first of all god used god showed me good men oh my god god showed me like trustworthy men not men my mate men that were married with some of them were my you know leaders and stuff and I, i had the opportunity to actually stay with one inside this house like you know the family house like i had the opportunity to and not just the way that he was the husband to his wife but also the way that he fathered me his biological children and every other person that he considered you know an extension of his family the way he fathered us guy i said you know when every day you're waking up like waiting for the the other shoe to drop i can confidently tell you that it's either this man has cheated everybody out of you know what's the one they give actors oscars are big air it's either he has cheated every oscar winner and he's actually oh no rather every oscar winner has cheated him and he's the one that's supposed to have all the awards either that or he wasn't faking and i remember that was the first thing that god used to calm me down so i now had a mental picture of what to expect from the man that i would be with and then god now used his wife to teach me that long before she met him she had already decided the kind of wife she was going to be irrespective of whether her husband was going to be fully deserving of it or not and this was the part oh this was the part that made me cry she's like my commandment is to submit to him in all things if my husband comes and says such and such and such and i don't agree and of course we try to have dialogue or whatever and he's not budging even if i know that i'm right i yield i said hey <laughs> ah i remember then like she she told me when she was in uni because i was in uni at the time and she told me when she was in uni and how her classmates they would have these conversations about um oh, what would you do if your husband says that he wants you to wash with hand instead of buying washing machine and she's like i'll wash with my hand how do you feel if your mother-in-law insists that she wants to come and say like all these questions that people she's like a lot of people get divorced in their minds before they even get married because you already know what your deal breakers are and you are not even there yet you are you've already created like no-go areas before you've even met the person and 
there's not a lot of wiggle room. There's not a lot of room for dialogue. Because in your mind, you're just like, can never, can never be me. And it's like, okay, that's great. But there are things that your husband will also do for you. Or your, I'm speaking now as a woman. There are things that your partner will also do for you that, I mean, if it really comes to the everybody can do it for themselves, you know, then you, the, you know, like, marriage, I don't know what you, I don't know what people think, but marriage is not bad. Like, it's not like you're waking up every day and you're thinking, okay, how can I fight the love of my life today? It's like, you kind of want to please the person. <laughs> I mean, if it's done right anyway, you kind of want, you're not, you're not waking up thinking, how can I forget? How can I ask my wife to go above and beyond for me? Or how can I show my husband that I'm not to be messed with today? Eh, not really. Ah, oh, has a lot of emotional energy for the person that you're sleeping with. Come on now. You don't want to tighten your chest and then, I mean, this person is seeing you naked. Calm down. But, you know, jokes aside, it really that one was very hard because seeing the man seeing the right idea i'm like ah i knew it oh god wow i can't believe it's godly men exist but when she now told me the painful part about it which is even if my husband was not as in quotes perfect as he is i would still strive to be the perfect wife to him that was the one that i cried about and i cried and i cried and i cried and i cried and eventually i was like okay god let's do let's do and then a couple of years later, I met Precious. Glory to God, friendship, then talking stage, then relationship, then engagement, then by the grace of God, we are married, glory to God. But all of these conversations, all of these preparations were happening when I was like in a different country and I had no idea who the man was, all right? And I also did not have any plans to get... In fact, I think I, think I got married a lot earlier than I actually realistically thought I would. So it's not like I was doing intentional learning because I want to go and marry next year. I'm saying I've said so much. And this is probably the longest episode I've released. But yeah, congratulations to you all. Happy <laughs> Happy Valentine's countdown. Should be 14th is on Wednesday. Today is what? I have no idea. But yeah, glory to God in all things. And I actually hope that you calm down and you know <laughs> and let god love you and let love actually enter you and let's you know let the right ideas come oh that see i this is one of the things i feel like if you allow me i could speak for hours about even down to how we approach people what the difference is between attraction and like uh, so, so many or you know ugh, man it's a lot is a lot every older person every older guy you maybe the person that you're looking at as your egg you know a girl hurt him when he was in just two he told her he loves her and she laughed at him or something and because of that he's like ah, women never get the best of me so now he's tightening his chest and he always has at least two three women at his beck and call at every given time and this is what you grew up seeing then you now you are now there you are now eh, guy <laughs> like there's so many things to unlearn and love and relationships are one of the ways that like it seems like wrong is so prevalent it's one of the things that almost it's a lot it's a whole lot it's a whole lot culture does not have the right idea 
about marriage or love because the whole thing is God's idea, right? And if you're not, if God isn't your source, you'll keep getting it wrong. You'll keep getting it wrong. You And even down to looking for perfection in people, looking for completeness in people. So many things. So many things. And so, you know, please, I mean, this is just what, this is one podcast episode. I cannot possibly hope to exhaust the lessons because if it's like that we'll be doing two for seven every day between now and wednesday but if you are plugged into a place where you can learn i beg you in the name of god actually learn and if you're not i will plug you to where i'm learning from i'm learning from celebration church international so uh, that's our name on youtube that's the church's channel on youtube so you can check and everything that we've learned from like the first sunday or even i guess first wednesday in february you can learn you can take your notes you can apply girl guy there's actually a lot of you know unlearning and relearning to do so congratulations to you in advance because a healthy relationship and a healthy marriage is your portion in jesus name amen now you will not be bored of it jonas i'm pointing my finger at you you will not be bored of it your flesh will not cause you to think that oh this is icky and this is not what i want you will not see people talking about their prayer lives or talking about like actual great things or talking about purpose and roll your eyes and be bored and be waiting for the couples where somebody's coming to jump on her husband because you know they want to it's it's ah oh my god this is another one another extreme is you know going from complete abstinence in in relationships to now being overly sexual because you're married in a way that nobody should ever see you apart from your partner my brother in christ is is it not porn if you know I, i'm almost naked and i'm jumping on my husband to wind my waist on his body or something in a way that can actually still stare other people just to prove that oh we're having holy and sanctified sex there's a reason <laughs> that like some things are private and it is big and that's the reason that you know i don't just become a, I, I don't just become married and all of a sudden start wearing allow the use of the term a shower cloth and going out with my husband every other night or going to clubs and doing things that i couldn't do when i was single not because of anything not because i'm being a prude with him but because the whole point is my body is reserved for him and exposure in that way is reserved for him so if you're not going to show your sexiness on social media in a way i understand like you know teases like oh a kiss here but you're now going to now be provocative in a way that people now have to be muting your page because you are now married it's like the temptation that you do not do as a single babe you now want to come and do it as a married woman let's be guided in the mighty name of jesus i've wanted to stop this many times and there's always something that keeps coming back but yeah I'm, I'm done now i'm stopping now god 40 minutes almost i'm happy for you all but also yeah i don't know happy goodbye and talk to you next friday enjoy your weekend enjoy valentine's day <sighs> and please don't be sad if it's something that actually gets you and don't overhype it either to the point where you're not feeling like you've lost out if nothing much is going on for you and don't go and pressure innocent men and women into making you feel loved on that day because it's just a day right so yeah take care 
of yourself. Goodbye.